On this week's episode of the Superhero Show Show, we'll find out if the Umbrella Academy brings back Pogo in its third season, how Kamala Khan does in her first fight, and if Fabian Cortez continues to be the fuckboy we're always dreaming of. All of that and more on an all-new episode of the Superhero Show Show. What's up, nerds? Welcome to the Superhero Show Show, the only show on the internet where we review every single live-action television show based on a comic book, as well as some of the animated shows, and every couple of weeks we even review some comics. That's a lot to take on, though, and it's too much work for me, so I brought in everybody. I brought some friends. I didn't bring in everybody because that's too many people to put on mic. I've brought in a reasonable amount of people. I brought three whole people in here. Oh, just introduce one. Jesus. No, so then uh, it'll stop you. Like, No, I need to like really prepare what? people to like what every they're about to Every thought that you have needs to come come out right now yeah, listen Holy the people shit. are nervous right now and i need to like just let hold their hand into this intro you okay? think the audience is nervous right the now the audience is nervous okay and ryan the, let's just bring it down okay i'll play okay, some i'm Inya. probably not helping them i'll bring up play some in we're just gonna take a little time out here but yes three friends are with me to help me um that first friend you did already hear i'm sorry Thank you, Anya. It was already so much calmer. Did you um, get Anya to be here tonight? Yeah, I, I just, I wasn't, I, I kind of lied to him already because I don't, she's far off because she's not on mic. I know I said I brought three friends, but like also Anya's here, so I guess I lied. Um, but she's more of like, I don't know, an idol, I guess. So Can maybe I get not out a friend. Of the splits now? No, absolutely not. You must okay, stay in those okay, splits. Okay. Hey, Cassie, do you think you can gain control of the podcast? Nope, never once in my life. This person is Ryan. What's up, Ryan? Oh, man, it's so good to be here tonight. <laughs> I I am I I can't believe that I'm sitting next to Enya. This is mm-hmm. insane. Enya, uh, I can I just say this to you? Yes. Uh, <laughs> Enya, since he's asking you questions, you can't come a little closer on Mike. Uh, thank you for respecting. You are the rules. so shy. I didn't know the rules. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, you're just so polite. Thank you so much, Enya. I I would die for you. But it, it's so hard with your name because I'm thinking like um, D's nuts Enya. You know, like, these, like, lightly. what do I say Trip. to that uh-huh. right now? You, you. Anyway, Inya I'm Cassie's shit. co-captain for this <laughs> night. Damn it! You absolutely not. You, I brought Inya in the space, and you hit her with these, these nuts. Inya, yeah. Right? And then you're claiming co what co-captain? Yeah, absolutely. I'll be, not. Co- I'll be Cassie's co-captain tonight on this flight. Mm-mm, absolutely not. Me and Inya. <laughs> you getting booted off this airplane? Um, an actual friend who I could probably maybe trust is Mike. Hey, what's up? How's everybody doing? <laughs> pretty good. Did you see Enya's here? Yeah, that, she looked pretty offended and muttered something about Enya nuts. I, she seemed <laughs> yeah. furious as she stormed off stage. Mike, what's yeah. the number one question you wanted to ask Enya? Ask her now, and she'll respond. Did she ever meet Adam in his package? The singer. Ask of her. No, song? ask her. Enya, did you ever meet Adam who wrote the song <laughs> "Pumping Iron" for Enya? Enya, go ahead. No. <laughs> oh, that sounds climatic. <laughs> Riveting. <laughs> Podcasts are awesome. Stop you know, it's it's really the, it's such an intimate <laughs> medium, and people really get to know each other. <laughs> we also have Caitlin here. 
Hi, I'm doing the splits because that's all you do during Enya, right? Cassie, yeah. she's been doing the splits for so long. Do you want to say to not do them anymore? No, listen, that's not on me. That's how she always does this. I don't know why everybody's coming at me like, look, she's in the fucking splits. Like, this is how Caitlyn do. Okay? All right, well, we got a split. So let's go to the next segment. <laughs> okay, that is a pretty good co-captain move, I think. Is that okay? Did I do good? Ooh, Ryan. You know what, Cassie? Let's take some calls. I have absolutely not. Who's who? The fuck do you have on the line besides Enya? Okay. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, hold on. Line, no, line number one. I have Enya. <laughs> Enya, you're on the line. Yes, uh, I'm in the phone in the office now, and uh, I yeah. don't know why you didn't just let me stay on stage. Uh, <laughs> I find you very rude. Uh, okay, Enya, you're done. Click. <laughs> Baloosh, toilet flash. Cassie, get control of your show, please. <laughs> You just toilet flush in ya, bro. During you absolutely yeah, not. She's a piece of shit. <laughs> she's sinking as she goes down the drain. No, I walk back me. out on stage. You can't toilet flush me. <laughs> she simply can't go down the drain. It's just not I how don't you do. know why you don't introduce Caitlin first. This is insane. <laughs> this is on you. <laughs> this is this is simply You said Caitlin, get into the splits for this entire time. Yeah. So my, I can talk to Ryan and Mike and Inya. <laughs> I am hurting so bad. Yeah. Listen, you got to train every day, okay? We're just making you stronger. We're making you better. Um, you, I believe you could stay in the splits for this whole episode, but we're going to have to see. Um, just kind of, we'll check in with you periodically. Um, you. But speaking of the splits, we got to split right now to the next segment. That's right, Ryan, which is going to be um, the main event where we're talking about Umbrella Academy. <laughs> On the season three premiere of the Umbrella Academy, we start anew with the premise. One day in 1989, 43 not pregnant women around the world gave birth to superpowered babies. The eccentric, eccentric billionaire Reginald Hargreaves adopted seven of them, creating the Sparrow Academy. What? That's right. We start right where last season left off, where our lovable bunch of fuckups meet. They're more fit, more coordinated, and more capable pseudo-siblings. They obviously dance and then fight. Taste buds, I ask you this. How much did you miss this bunch of Noodle Mouse, and how excited are you to see them go toe-to-toe with their ruthless betters? Well, we saw that part, right? We, Th- they're not betters. Or, like, they definitely are betters. Like, yeah. they got the shit kicked yeah. out of them. Just the oh. living snot beaten out of all of them. And it was awesome, because... This is when I first realized, like, you know, they're like fuck-ups, but they are, like, the best of the best. And you're like, oh, they've never gone against a team of powered people. Right. Mm-hmm. It's always, like, uh, a bunch of norms or each other. Or one, you know how siblings one do. dude with powers. Oh. And, like, the other people train like they're Olympians. And our gang just doesn't stop shooting each other up with heroin. Like, they are. <laughs> even our strongman, Luther, has been drunk a drunk monkey man up in space for who knows how long before season one started. Like they, they really suck. They really suck. (laughs) They're not good at doing things together. In fact, they're mostly running around and screaming throughout this whole battle scene. Yeah. And I kept, you know, just because of how things normally go, like I kept waiting for them to have their turning point where like, <laughs> they would beat this team. Their Cobra Kai, like, yeah. Mr. Miyagi moment. <laughs> yeah. Nope. And then, you know, the whole time it was like, no, they are. They are the fuck ups. Like, they are, they are the bad ones. So but- the best they got was like one sibling would say to another, oh, I got this one. And they get the living shit well, kicked out of them. Yes. What I liked like is like- five could do well for a minute, but then get too cocky and get his ass kicked. Like, yep. it was so- well, also we have and some his girlfriend came back. So. Yeah, we yeah. have oh, some hallucinogenic <laughs> spit oh. going on. Yes. Yeah. And I think that was out of all of like the punches and the knives and the uh, monkey bodies and the glowing Rubik's cubes. I feel like that hallucinogenic spit was powerful. 
and a little cheaty. It's for sure cheating every time she spit on them. I was like, this doesn't feel, this is not a fair fight anymore. And for number five to do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he definitely did some butthole tickling after seeing, not seeing Dolores for years. <laughs> for that to the mannequin, I want to, I want to do one of those like classic old man Ryan complains. <laughs> for the hallucinogenic spit to try and harken back to the, uh, I think we're alone now dance mm-hmm. movement uh-huh. and for this footloose thing to happen and for it to be that fucking fake and sort of a waste of our, it was a delight it, it was, was a sheer delight. delight i really enjoyed it until we go back and they just wedged it into the script yeah they're like people loved this last time I, ca- I I had no choice but to roll my eyes, guys. I rolled my goddamn eyes. Oh, you take that back. You take that back. No, you I son rolled of a bitch. my. No, I no. Once I, my eyes roll, Mike, they're not rolling back. They my eyes were rolled. They only roll one Ro- way. The, it was so delightful, though. It's so fun. It was to foot loose, and then you know they came together. And Diego and saying little... like, "We're good at this." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just love that the one brother was like dreaming of his girlfriend, and the other one was dreaming of dancing with yeah. the other well, yeah. That it, that is true. It does show you what you would hallucinize about. Yeah, it's yeah. it's it's spit that like obviously she uses it to beat the shit out of people after she spits on them, but it shows you what your fantasy is. And I love that the the biggest badass in the crew, or who wants to be. He just wants to dance with everybody he knows and loves. <laughs> I just want us to get together and dance. Let's not fight. They knew to start it off to be a banger. It had to start with Luther, though. Just big old monkey boy up front, just making a fool of himself. Yeah. Well, big old monkey boy is Pogo, Cassie. So. Oh. Well, he's little old monkey boy. He's the precious monkey boy, our sacred monkey boy. He'll come who, back. Um, he has yet to make an appearance in this first episode. Hey, but is that true, though? Wait, did we see him? Do you think you saw him? Do you think he was the Adam, dog? Adam Godley. Stop asking questions. Can I answer <laughs> one of these? Adam Godley was in the uh, credits. Hmm. Is that the monkey? And I didn't yet. Yes, Mike. <laughs> that's who plays the monkey. Oh, fuck, ask questions that you need to answer. He's and happy. I didn't. Uh, I was excited to see Pogo because uh, he's like you guys have seen him before. He's like a big eared sort of actor. He was in Powers, uh, the best superhero show that this podcast has ever done hmm. um uh, but he was the narrator of this episode oh. so i don't know if that's like omniscient and we're just gonna get back adam godly i mean to be omniscient and to have your last name godly that does make a sense. little on the nose or is pogo watching this shit and he's gonna come back and if he doesn't come back i'm gonna be furious he who's the rubik's cube that's charles charles he's a new he's a new twin or a new does he have sibling. like is he the voice of Pogo, though? Do you think they'll no, get Pogo? Th- that thing no. talks in, like, a little... Yeah, it's thing is like... <laughs> I watched it... Th- I, like, literally rewound it because I was like, I just don't understand what it's saying. <laughs> I thought I couldn't hear well. No, that's a you thing. We all got it. <laughs> um, I do want to talk about um, our Sparrow crew because, you know, like, all of our, our Umbrella Academy, pretty normal-ish powers. Sparrow crew, most wild group I've ever seen. Like, there's a fucking crow girl. Crow girl's badass. She's badass. I have. Do you know where she drinks? What does she drink? No, where she drinks. Where does she drink? At the crow bar. Was Uh, it worth it? Let me. I didn't know he wasn't going to hear me. If he heard heard me the first time, I think it would have been worth it. Yeah, but I apologize, Catherine. You asked the wrong question, Mike. At that time. but yeah, is there like is there anyone in that group that like you feel obviously they are assholes. They were bred to be more assholes and like stuck true with that training. Um but is there anyone you like kind of like in that group? Obviously besides uh who's the brother Kevin who is dead? Ben. 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 Dead Ben. Uh eventually we're going to have to talk about X-Men. 
Mm-hmm. We get to talk about X-Men. And when they they need a group of mutants, they just draw the most random ass, including yeah. a guy named Random, the most random ass shit. I love this new group. I don't know what Sloan does besides be super hot and attract Luther, but uh, Crow Girl is amazing. Yeah. And also uh, fucking pissy ass Mark Ruffalo with all the pizza face. <laughs> oh, he was so Where funny. When, when you punch him in the face, it hits you back what, like, like this motherfucker hardcore training like we saw him running on a treadmill afterwards but he was just snacking during a whole fight yeah. like but like, it's well, not, he's it's, their ringer they're, they're yeah. not like human torch or Iceman or water powers or flight you know like they have some intricate powers that yeah. i and thought were interesting neither our og crew is like that there's some normalish That's powers true. like luther is a strong boy but because yeah. he's half he's monkey, monkey strong but like though. still like rumor i fucking love her powers so much i forgot what hers was until she did it i was like oh no yeah. uh <laughs> yeah i i love the umbrella academy and the fucking weird ass like if you're gonna write a new me- mutants not to be confused with the new mutants but a new mutants comic book you gotta get weird powers and gerard way and co have have done a phenomenal job but so often weird powers are like i grow hash browns out of my arm right and these are powers that are like they add to the personality mm-hmm. and add to the fight as well. I think hash brown arms would add to it. Yeah, I, would, I mean, you know, food <laughs> crimes over here would eat the shit out of that. That's right. <laughs> if I had hash brown arms, like you would just keep eating my arm. Yeah, nonstop. That well, would destroy until, my power. No, well, pretty easily defeated. Pretty bad power, <laughs> I guess. Um, but we do have so this season because they, you know, uh, we have the Sparrow Academy because when he saw them, you know, back in like 1960 or whatever. Um, he realized that they were weak, so he adopted new children. <laughs> I so- gotta say, Luther <laughs> says this eventually, or some one of the kids do, but this is all time bad daddiness. Class. Yeah, he's a bad Ooh, dad. Yeah, this- we we have already established that in order to be on a podcast, you have to have a bad dad. We've all cheers on that, and <laughs> I think this dad is. I mean, like, Mark Marin set that stage, and then we all just kept going with it. <laughs> this is if all four of our dads uh, stood on each other's shoulders and put a trench coat on. <laughs> this is some bad daddiness. He's such a bad dad that his good team, who beat the shit out of his bad team, uh, while they're all working out, and he like they're more militaristic, he also respects them more than we've ever seen Hargreaves respect the Umbrella Academy. But then he goes, but they did save the world. Maybe they yeah. are better than you. But no, Not because he believes more- it. Right. Manipulation of exactly, his children. Exactly, because he's like, mm, I'm going to twist every nipple I can. And what he decided, though, is not, I think more than not getting the same kids, is train them better. Mm-hmm. Because this is more of a team than before. So it's always his fault. It always goes back to the dad. Right. Oh, yeah. And they're all still going to have their issues from him, even though, you know, they are like, I guess buried deeper where obviously when we saw our crew, like they are instantly like middle fingers up to their daddy. But. With this new group, Tell they're trying to throw middle fingers at each other, mm-hmm. you know. And now we have palace intrigue, right? Because right. Crow Girl and Ben are—I'm sure Faye, I think Faye is Crow Girl's name—are uh, you know finding out about what that Marcus the had coffee Marcus with is Vanya. doing. And I, again, everybody should be saying our dad fucking sucked. Yeah. Yeah. He's the reason. Also, that the the. The sparrows are all talking about how they have teamwork and how the other team clearly doesn't have teamwork because they don't like each other. Where, yeah, they don't like each other, but they work well together. They love each other. They They love love each other. They're like a family that, like, you know, you hate them, but you love them. Which is some D&D bullshit. It's so D&D. The the way they all have different powers is so fucking D&D, and I love it. (laughs) Um, 
But yeah, I do want to talk about because we have um, Vanya who got like her. She had a fucking badass moment where you know she did meet up with. I think he's also seven. Did they mention he's that one? The, he's one. Oh, because he. Like, I hope he, you're one. The hierarchy he puts really a lot to them. Yeah, like I didn't think it did with the Umbrella Academy, but mm-hmm. in the Sparrow Academy, number one is number one. Yeah, number number like one. Luther was number one, but he was number one, and everyone else like kind of fell behind. I feel like, mm-hmm. and I feel like number one was the only one with power in the Umbrella Academy. In the Umbrella mm-hmm. Academy, it mattered at first, but they've gone yeah. through a few adventures because they all did treat Vanya like shit because yeah. she didn't have powers and she was seven. All of that kind of went hand in hand. I think. And is Vanya the clear female with one of the most realistic wigs I've ever seen? In my life? <laughs> is that who we're talking about? Flawless, flawless Just, wig. What an, oh, wow. like that was one of the most distracting parts about this episode is like <laughs> when is he going to lose that fucking when, wig? And the, like, did you go on Amazon and buy a fifteen dollar wig? Yeah. Yeah. I'm not kidding. Like, I've had better so Halloween thin, costumes. Like, I truly believe Flo, f- crows flew out of Faye. Sorry, that was really hard to say. <laughs> uh, but yes, uh, Elliot's wig was garbage. And yeah. we all know, right, that like Elliot will become Elliot or Vanya will become, will become Victor. Victor at some point. Mm. And I just wanted to lose that wig. I yeah. I, I love this show. I, I liked this season, but yeah, the 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 zooming in the most of them being like of uh rumor telling Vanya like that was the it's so nice you finally figured out who you were and Vanya's face as the camera zooms in being like, Was I really who I am? <laughs> hand to my chin thinking it's like we know you're going to do it you don't have to fucking do that guys oh yeah like well i thought the big uh evaporation at the end and sorry to cut ahead cassie but like the uh, the thing where marcus touched the god oh yeah sent a shockwave uh that killed only marcus and a dog yeah, that was it. Why? Why the dog? I, I was thinking, you were watching. Oh, and uh, Vanya becomes Victor. Just do it. Just like yeah, this. Yeah. Like just get it done. Yeah, I do. Like I, I honestly thought it was going to be in the first episode. Like Same. I expected it quick, you know. But like I don't. I hope it's soon from after this one. And I like that is the perfect thing to get it out of there. So we'll have to see what continues with that. And so Can comic we talk about bookie. how the wig was so yeah. far back too. Yes, <laughs> and no hair like on. They didn't no. glue it. They did. No, they did nothing. Like, do they I, have hair? Do, like, I wonder <laughs> with both the, the the obvious camera work and the shoddy wig. Were they trying to stop from the internet yelling at them to make Elliot play a woman again? And they're like, look, we did it badly. See? Like, just know what's coming. Like, they had to be so obvious, so angry interneters wouldn't be even more angry. Maybe. That's a reach. Yeah. Let's let's, let's pretend it's that for now. (laughs) But yeah, I don't know. It just felt so good to be back with Umbrella Academy. I don't know. It had been, I feel like it hasn't been too long, but it was enough where I like, forgot how much i did love this show and to be back with this group of fuck-ups i was like this is like we the show knows what it is now like we went through you know the beginning of not liking claws or diego and now they're all the perfect like we know their characters and we know their level of fuck-up and it just felt good to be back with these fuck-ups see i see that but every time that there's not action going on and i love when they're like Especially because they're all together again, and they all made it to those park benches, you know, and they're like, oh, yeah, let's just chill. We don't know what the next step is. Every line of dialogue feels like it needs two or three more passes. Every Mm. jokey thing thuds, and it feels like we could have done this better, and everyone's just saying the most obvious joke. And I I don't actually mind the Footloose stuff that much, and I don't mind the battle stuff that much. The dialogue kills me. 
But did you hear when Luther said, you know, like, I can't believe we got our asses handed to us? And he's like, do you know what it feels like to have an ass? Yeah. <laughs> oh, Cassie, I was, I was reaching you, for an example, you, and you brought me one of exactly <laughs> what I was talking I think, about. I think, oh, Ryan, I at first, <laughs> his first here you go is that, and then the fact that it felt like the actor just kept going and digging. It went on way longer than I expected and really enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, 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 I turned from eye roll to being into that joke. Yeah. I can't. I think I it's. It. I think it's super cheesy. Like Klaus is still, yes. really annoying because it's so. I don't know. Like, uh, it's so ticky. It's so like there's so like he has to do uh, this thing in every line that he says, and it just mm-hmm. like it's because there's a lack of cleverness in the dialogue that he has to make up for it with his hand motions mm-hmm. and perfect fucking abs and how he wears that <laughs> yeah, fucking vest. He's so hot. That like not a shirt <laughs> but a vest. So that just. Keeps the, the fucking cum gutters he, revealed. Way he to has go, like Klaus. A midriff showing, but yeah. like it's a perfect midriff, oh, yeah, and I hate is. him for it. And but, I'm gonna be honest. I saw that today and I was like, fuck you. If the camera dares to cut up above his perfect midriff, it's just gonna show his perfect eyebrows. Yeah. That yeah. that kid. He's a gorgeous human being. His their hair this season, aside from Elliot, <laughs> looks so good, like flowy, like Diego's hair. Yeah. It looks like he got a blowout and like they like they did something to it. And he said and he screams like it was this. This was the style at the time. <laughs> this was in fashion. <laughs> do, you, do you know what bothered me? And it wasn't, it was in world, not out of world, like Ryan's. Uh, rumor just keeps being like, oh, I got to go find my daughter. Got to go find my daughter. And yeah. none of these, I mean, they all are ranging of intelligence, but nobody's like, different timeline. She yeah. probably yeah. doesn't really? exist. You know what? What would great, Mike, is somebody being like, you know, you're, no, I'm not going to tell her now. She'll find out at some point because but, that daughter is, does not exist, right? Yeah, for Vanya to be Probably like, yeah, go hop on a plane. Yeah, when what? Vanya was like, get on a bus and go see like, him. You want like, none of us have this. money. Two, doesn't <laughs> exist. Because that's like a weird rich person carrying around their furs, even though they've lost all their money. Like, uh-huh. being like, no, I'll still go to the opera someday. <laughs> like, that's, Allison, that daughter is like non existent. <laughs> mm-hmm. And you are not free. Just imagine how free you are with that kid. <laughs> it's the ultimate abortion. <laughs> <laughs> Since we're dealing with, um, I feel we're always dealing with time travel with this um, series, but this one we're like directly in, like you know, your doppelgangers are here and everything. Do you think we're gonna get confusing? Yes, or a manageable level of? Well, I thought we were about to get into it when a Diego knife hit Diego's chair, right? Yeah, yeah. Right? yeah. and then that of course turned out to be his girlfriend from the last episode, oh, who, yeah. uh, Layla. <laughs> yeah, sure. Layla. <laughs> Layla left us uh, his 12-year-old son, played by Ashtray from Euphoria, who oh. died in a blaze of glory oh. at the end of Euphoria. Spoiler. Spoiler. Uh, and so now he is on this show, and he's going to play Diego's son. That's Ashtray. fun. That's fun. <laughs> <laughs> that's just fun. Um, sadly, that's all the time we have to talk about Umbrella Academy. Um, but you guys, before I leave this segment, you know I got to talk about a website. I just I have to. I have an itch for it. And Ryan, I no what? God damn it! You don't. All right, I'm ready. Are you ready? Yeah, yeah. Because I thought you were talking about a website earlier, but if I'm wrong, I no, I was. was. You all right? Go ahead and tell I me. I was what whispering. The, tell me, whisper into the mic now. Your big website ideas. So, speaking of ashtrays, that's so crazy that we were. So many ashtrays uh, are small little ceramic bowls that don't look like the character Ashtray from mm-hmm. Euphoria. Mm. What I've developed is a website that will sell full-sized 
ashtrays based on this 12-year-old where you just Wait. ash your cigarette or cigar or pipe into his head on his 12-foot head. 12-foot? Wait, yeah, you said full-size. Uh, I was going to a few things, to... and now he's 12-foot. Because of special effects, Euphoria and Umbrella Academy has spent a lot of money making this kid look like he's three feet tall. He is 12 feet tall. Okay. And his and head's so, also 12 feet tall? And Well, yeah, it's That's mostly head. Feet in the air. He was born on <laughs> Easter Island. And so his head is uh, roughly 12 feet tall. And so the ashtray comes with a ladder where you climb up, mm-hmm. ash your little whatever you have. I don't know, your fucking reefers or whatever you kids are smoking. Mm-hmm. And then you climb back down the ladder and then you take a puff. And then you climb back up the ladder and then ash again. And you're not worried about like the inconvenience factor of like. Uh, I'm sorry, what? No. On like a ladder. Uh, There's a little thing that outweighs inconvenience factor, and that's coolness factor. You're right. You're right, Ryan. This is an important business. Um, I think it's really going to set off your 401k, uh, your future. So I got to send you over to my friend, cybersprout.net. And you know why? That's because they're going to be your partner for a digital world. They're, they offer premium hosting that's specifically built for WordPress. They also handle security, maintenance, backups, and speed optimization. Mm. They have goal-driven mm. design. They work hand-in-hand hand with you. Do they have drag-and-drop they have, options? They do have drag-and-drop tools. Like It's built for WordPress, and they make you these little templates. And it's like, you want to drag-and-drop it into here? We got you, boo. Here it is. One thing I wanted to ask you, though, Cassie, is do they work hand-in-hand hand with me? Oh, no, you hand? covered that. In hand, hand. hand. Hand in hand, yes. It 100%. Like, they'll come drive down to you and be like, take my hand, trust me on this, and then they pulled your hand over the mouse and let you click to So, like, it. they'll see me with the mouse and they'll be like, oh, you're no, not no, getting no. it. And then no, they'll, no, no. they'll wrap their body around me. <laughs> yeah, go style. And then they'll <laughs> help me use the mouse. Yeah, they're really... That's fucking sexy, Cybers Route. <laughs> you're fucking doing it. Sexy in customer service. Excellent customer service is what I would classify that as. So that's CybersProd.net, your partner for a digital world. Coming up next, the pull list. We are back for the pull list where we talk about all the other shows we watched this week. First show starting it off is The Boys. On this week's episode of The Boys, Homelander, who doesn't now nor never has bared any resemblance to Donald Trump, makes it to the throne only to act like Donald Trump in every way possible which he has done since the beginning of the show. Meanwhile, Maeve and Butcher hook up, and Seth Rogen jerks off. We finally meet the legend, and Butcher convinces the boys that the only way to fight fire is with other powers, as they recruit... Soldier Boy to train their team. (laughs) But the segment that got the most headlines this week is A-Train getting Blue Hawk to talk to a town meeting of mostly black people. After he curb-stomped an innocent black kid... And it results in Blue Hawk subtext becoming text. All lives matter. Soup lives matter. And he goes to where the crime is, which just happens to be in black neighborhoods. When the audience has a problem with him saying this, he picks them up and throws them against walls. Tasty Mike, I ask you this. Are you surprised it took this long to get the boys review bombed by alt-right incel shitheads who thought this whole time that they were the heroes? It really proves how fucking dumb they are. These fucking doofuses. Every week that this show gets more obvious and I go, I liked it better when you were subtle-ish, is they're finally being like, wait. Wait. What? You can feel them saying, wait. But I say all lives matter. <laughs> uh and it's different the the that that one was very obvious the soups lives matter uh blue hawk stuff 
But because it's propelling A Train forward and he's growing and learning, I found it less annoying than the Homelander stuff. Homelander's always been a piece of shit and always been a Donald Trump cipher. But at this point that they're just ripping stuff Trump did and said and now Homelander's doing, I'm like, all right, cool guys. It's and Anthony Starr is so much better than that. Than Donald Trump? He's definitely better than Donald Trump, but I think he can do so much in a creepy, uh, narcissistic way. And then the last couple episodes is just like, cool, I guess you're SNL style saying he's Trump now. Huh, that's interesting. I, I see what you're saying, but I think that Homelander has become a new character that he never was. Like, he sort of elevated into maybe the Giancarlo Esposito role. Mm-hmm. And maybe Blue Hawk, not Blue Hawk, but maybe characters like Blue Hawk will elevate as well mm. now that Donald Trump has elevated. And yeah, because maybe. How long can you go with Homelander? Being in charge, or what do you mean? Uh, as like a interesting, dynamic character. You know, like I think that maybe they're going to start introducing characters like Blue Hawk where they're like, uh, these it are going to be down. new. Yeah. And, but I guess the, the Homelander moment I liked. Uh, was that, and I'm sure this happened in the Trump White uh, House, is he didn't know how to deal with earnings calls. Uh-huh. And so he just humiliates Maureen. And all she uh-huh. said was a very honest question of, well, we have you know, a new board meeting coming. What do you want to say? Key three, blah, blah, blah. And he just went, what? Are you trying to embarrass me? And she's like, no. I'm oh, surprised- Ashley would not be CEO of Vought either. Okay, come on. <laughs> I'm surprised he didn't slice her with his laser eyes. Yes. And I'm surprised that Trump didn't go to doctors to give himself laser eyes. <laughs> like, isn't that Well, he tried, but now? they just gave him LASIK surgery. Um, all right, so we're probably out of time. Cassie's going to, like, we're talking about the boys. So two things I want to talk about real quick. The first one is recruit, recruiting Soldier Boy. Mm-hmm. Is that now that we're sure, because the incels have told us, that uh, home, the Homelander side is the conservative side. Is this show trying to say that the only way to fight back is to use their same shit? I'm going to say we are three episodes deep into a season, so maybe right now in the story, yes. But I bet by the end, Butcher will be wrong and Mother's Milk will be right. And Huey will be wrong and Starlight will be right. Yes, I think M.M. and Starlight are right. And Huey, I think Huey, Huey is on a power trip and Starlight calls him out mm-hmm. throughout the episode. One of my favorite moments that is not my moment of the week is him. He waited too long. He's like, but I'm telling you right now, right? And she's like, you want points for not lying to me? And it was one of the most real per, like relationship fights I've ever seen about superpowered beings. And but he, he did. Be. He did want points because he didn't lie to her right away. <laughs> he deserved at least half a point, maybe. And did he get that at least that half half a point? I think so, especially. And I love Jack Quaid uh, more and more all the time. He went, "I would like to retract my statement, which I'm going to use in the next fight yeah. with my wife." Just like they don't even have to say a word, just like buy a look. And Strike you're like, that from oh, the bop, record. Bop, bop, bop. <laughs> no, no, I did not say that. Um, but don't you think that the problem that the country is in today is because people like me and you uh, only watch stories where it was better to do good than to win? No, I think the country's where it is today because the people in power are playing by 30-year-old rules while the people we're fighting against uh, know that there are no rules and they can burn it all down. All right, we are Hueys to- without drugs, Ryan, and embrace that. So a bunch of At least accept it. <laughs> uh, let's get to, or may I say, Mike, Paul Reiser 
As the legend, the legend in the comic book is a creepy, bald, shriveling old man. Here we have Hollywood legend, not just Paul Reiser, but in this show, he's basically a Hollywood legend. He's, he's fucked and sucked every soup and non-soup you've <laughs> ever heard of. sucked all the way down Highway 67. And he gives the boys dirt because he's petty. He got pushed out because of Sitwell, and so he's like, I'll tell the enemy whatever. And then just offers everybody coke like a true gentleman. <laughs> uh, I love Riser in everything he's in. I like this Riser-essence we're in with him showing up in Stranger Things and this. Uh, he Is this where you saw him? Not because he was in Mad About You, but because of where he was in Aliens. Yes. This was definitely his his direct Aliens led him here, and I think to Stranger Things as well. Uh, and you're like, he's so good at being a fun-to-watch piece of shit. Uh-huh. Just so, like, cocky and just so, like, just, like, throws off the, like, I remember when I told Eisenhower to suck Elvis Presley's dick. <laughs> like, yes. <laughs> and then the, when you call when he's called out on a lie, he just pivots and keeps going in a different yeah. direction. He doesn't stop. Anyway, more say, coke? More yeah. coke for anybody? <laughs> Which I would actually love that for you, Mike. That's a good trait for you, is to, when anybody calls you out on a lie... Offer us more. Coke, Would you like please. more cocaine? Uh, related to the Footloose moment, how do you feel about the the hospital dance scene with? Uh, oh, I was going to talk about it when Cassie asked me a question. Oh, I didn't. I, it was a big part. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. Cassie, no, asked no, no there's no way that you would have known that. But I would love to talk about it. Uh, which means I would love to ask a question, Ryan. What was your moment of the week? This show fucking constantly astonishes me about what it's capable of, especially in this week, Mike, like you brought up with the Footloose thing, which was delightful, as we talked about. It was great. But this was so much more organic, but less organic. So, like, what? I'll agree with the less organic. (laughs) I just, like, we've had this character who cannot talk, and now she's going to burst out in a show that, like... We just don't expect this sort of stuff from. Yes. But it doesn't throw me off and like, all right, you just you're trying to get your actors to do whatever you want. You're trying to like be everything. The Seth Rogan jerk off moment was more like, oh, you're trying to jam in as many jokes and tones as possible. Right. More than the big Broadway musical moment. And I mean, bedpan percussion, you're always gonna pull me in with that. Yeah. Fucking I mean, loved it. <laughs> My favorite band is Patch Adams, where they just bang on those bedpans all day. And it was a good dance. It was a fun-ass dance to watch. It was. Do you think that was the actress who plays Kamiko actually singing? I don't think so. At least it was bad uh, AVR. What is it called when you're dubbing? ADR. ADR. It was bad ADR. ADD-do. ADD-do. Man, that's an old commercial. And local. So I'm glad So local. <laughs> What are we going to talk next? Is how to get to Disneyland from fucking Huntington Beach? Oh, you take the five and the four hundred five to the nine. Could do that, or you could go straight up beach for a long time. Cassie, you want to know my moment of the week? I sure do, Mike. It is much shorter than Ryan's. Uh, Huey has a line. uh, And there's uh, there's so many other great things that happen this 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 episode. But he said something. I went, well, this is mine, no matter what. Uh, He says, I'm like Dom Dom Toretto. I'm quick and I'm all about family. And I went, thank you, boys, for understanding who is watching you and is not going to review bomb you. There we go. Um, The boys is on Amazon uh, on Fridays. Our next show of the week is The Flash. The season eight penultimate episode of The Flash starts with Thawne getting brutally killed by Dion and ends with an even more gruesome resurrection 
as Evil Thon rips through Good Thon's face to emerge as a reverse Flash once again. Fuck this show. <laughs> also, guys, someone gets the name of Fast Track. Taste buds, I ask you, fucking Fast Track? Like, they gotta know hey, Fast Track is a thing, right? When you got 83 speedsters, eventually you're gonna get to Fast Track. <laughs> Should we give each other our speedster names? Because I will be Power Walk. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, wait, are we giving each other or ourselves, Ryan? <laughs> Let's all like... give me <laughs> okay. a speedster name. Ryan is, he says power work. Cassie, what's Ryan? Uh, Rolly Polly. <laughs> Caitlin, what's Ryan? Jogmaster. What did you say? Jogmaster. Jog like a jogger. Jogmaster. Jogmaster. <laughs> jogmaster. Jogmaster. Oh, now here comes Jogmaster. Uh, Mike, what's Ryan? Roly poly, good. That was good, Mike. You Wait, did. did you say that, <laughs> Cassie? Give Mike points. Yeah, like a hundred points, Mike. Potato uh, bug. <laughs> the Flash's Wednesdays on the CW. Roly polies get two names, both terrible. The like, Jesus Roly. lizard. That's mine for you, Ryan, because you can run on water. Wait, Roly polies are also called the Jesus. They're lizard? also yeah. called the Jesus and Mary Chain lizard. <laughs> Our next show of the week is actually a comic. It's going to be Earth Prime number six. You ready, buddy? Free at last. Free at last. (laughs) In the final issue of DC Comics' rendition of the CW shows, XS and Impulse, the two characters I was least hoping would be the stars here, have to team up again and bicker again and use terrible future slang again in order to stop Magog, along with all the villains from the previous five episodes, who be- five issues? Who barely speak at all? The two think they are too young to do this, so they recruit Superman, who tells them to fuck off. It turns out that the Justice League was using this level five villain. Did you hear, Mike, that he was a level five? He villain? is a level five. He was villain. a level. <laughs> Caitlin, there's no did way. Did you hear that he was a level five villain? Level five. He was a level five villain. Level five villain to fill impulse and excess with confidence, Cohen, as the entire JLA watched the antics from their headquarters. Mike, we'll get to that reveal question mark on the last page in a second, but what did you think of this message for the youths who are probably the audience for this issue, I guess, if you had to pick an audience? Just try harder and do it. Don't wait for your parents. Yeah, I guess it's good, but it's like, man, it's not just that they're the two most annoying characters we've ever had in comic book or screen. It's written so poorly and that they have to learn this lesson again and again and again like both we've seen both of them take down baddies now maybe even level five baddies ryan well definitely level one maybe some level two they talk a, a couple of times about a level three and some more about level two and then there level are four level is never ones, mentioned and then level yeah there is no level four it's even scarier than five this for fucking some comic book you guys didn't find the time to read this fucking and i wish i knew how to read toilet paper the, the lead up any big lead up should be like oh shit it all comes together and it didn't because it's not like excess and impulse were in all of the issues they were just in the no. last issue so it was a bunch of cameos from all of the other issues and then um, just the villains them. of the issues yeah the heroes it sucked dude it's, and- i've been reading a lot of comics lately <laughs> yeah and they are so good comic books are so good and this is such trash i was what? so angry i had to read it Reading comic books as opposed to this is like uh, being on this podcast and watching the Umbrella Academy and also The Wire. Like, what the fuck? Like, what the fuck? What are we doing here? What the fuck? This is a complete piece of shrap. And such boomer energy. 
both from Magog and Superman, of saying, uh, my life was hard, and it wasn't. I will make the children who are younger than me have the hardest life I possibly can <laughs> by well, voting. <laughs> Magog uh, is a legit scary villain from Kingdom Come. Oh, the, the, the dude with the horns whose name is Magog? Yeah. Come on, Magog. Magog. And the, the version of him here is just so 90s with the giant biggest fucking ruffled shoulder pads you've ever seen. And then, yeah, this the shit he At the spews. end, the kids are like, oh, we should hit him in his ruffled shoulder pads. And then when they do, he's like, ow, oh, my, shoulder no, pad. my shoulder pads. Supergirl is there and fighting goes, oh, I'll just stop. People are dying, heroes. Yes. No, they are up there on... Is it the moon? But the kids also, it's like 2049 at this point, and the age they decide to show Chester P. Runk, even Chester P. Runk is in this fucking comic book. Oh, Cisco, the, the age they are, for, they should be the like 60 at this point, but they're just like, I guess I'm 10 years older than in the show. No, Mike, I think you missed the episode of Superhero where we talked about the uh, Nora and Impulse, Nora and Bart issue, where they uh-huh. used all the future slang. How did that roll with you as you were reading? I hate Crash. Uh-huh. They overuse it. Uh, I do think I love shrap. Okay. So on, on future episodes of this podcast, you're going to use that word? When you do a bad job, I'll let you know you're being a complete piece of shrap. <laughs> so not crash. Shway. <laughs> Shway. Shway. It's, it's God damn it. It's, it's, do you know why it's so offensive? Is like, look, I get it. We're 50 years in the future. There's going to be new slang. Uh, the shins. But having been a high school teacher... Kids don't say yeet every other sentence. Mm. They will say it maybe once. So maybe once an issue, say fucking something. You don't have to do it every panel to let us know this is a new thing kids say. Yeah, if you're writing about uh, 16-year-olds from like 2014, you will write, hey, yeet that yeet to my yeet so I can yeet. Like that's, <laughs> I don't know how to follow these characters. Even if that was how people talked. That fight Even if that's so how they not bussing. <laughs> Dude, you're bussing a sus. It sounds like there might be too many moments of the weeks for you guys, but Mike, I'll start with you. What was yours? A moment I liked, uh, legit liked, and not like it was so dumb. Uh, Bart ripped. Bart wants Clark to help them. Bart this is my place. moment of the week. And he rips his shirt off because he just assumes he's always in a Superman uniform, and we just get this silver fox hairy chest underneath the plaid, and it's it's hot, and it's very it, it legit. It was the one moment that I was like, that's a funny moment. Good job, panel. Ah, there we go. All right, I'll add to that. Uh, in the last panel. Oh, we didn't talk about the last panel. Did that mean anything to you? That Oliver was Spectre? Oliver's back in the universe now. Well, he was before. We knew he was Spectre from one of the crises. Okay, not a big deal then. Uh, I will go to the Justice League headquarters where the first thing people say when they see Superman is... Where's your buttons, bud? Did somebody rip your buttons off? You got a fucking nice hairy chest. <laughs> Hello. Hello. This is amazing. <laughs> no, it's just uh, and also like uh, I, they're probably new comic book writers. Every time you turn a page, thousands of words. Like that's not how you write a comic. It's book. really an artistic medium, folks. It doesn't. You don't need all the words. That's that's kind of the beauty in it. Mike said that as he ate a page of the comic book. Uh, yeah, he said. <laughs> I didn't know how audible that was. <laughs> oh, when you eat paper, it's 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 loud. <laughs> the mic uh, do pick it up. Some of our writers, some of our writers, some of our listeners have been writing to say they want more ASMR. So I was giving that for them. The Earth Prime series can be found on your local spinner rack if you want to read it. Uh, our next show. It. 
<laughs> or a tray paperback's probably coming out, so spend 20 bucks on that. I know Woo. what I mean. You guys for Christmas. <laughs> Fuck <laughs> you. Rude. I want coal instead. <laughs> Our next show of the week is Superman and Lois. On this week's episode of Superman and Lois, Superman is alive but needs time to heal and recover his powers. <laughs> Meanwhile, Jordan and Natalie are the only powered people to stop the world's merging uh, since John Ayers is now floating between worlds. Taste Buds, I ask you this. Superman has no powers and probably is not getting his powers back anytime soon. Will this show now become the Superboy show? Yes. I've been saying this since episode one, season one, I think. <laughs> it will fucking finally do it. We're going to get a version of the death of Superman. It won't be the death of Clark Kent, but it will be the death of Superman. We will get Steel. We will get Superboy. I fucking bet you we get the Eradicator and Cyborg Superman. I will keep I, doubling like, down. John Irons should be dead like he should have died like so many episodes ago because he just is basically asking for death the way he's throwing around like his body and he's like natalie you can't help me and then just like gallivants off to die normally when he says that i roll my eyes and say john you're wrong this time i he was like i'm gonna go to who knows if i'll return the world needs you here so after 10 minutes, because I know you would just chase after me, you will be here to help. And she fucking helped. He, he, yeah. It was a good call this time. It wasn't trying to protect her. It was trying to use her strategically. That's why I was like, he is dying this episode because they finally are going to do it. Like They've set I, it up where Natalie has a life and she'll be fine without him. And I don't think we need him anymore. I think we're sidelining John and superman but i don't think they're gonna kill either of them i don't know if this show is brutal enough to do that and if they are she will be there to watch him die it will not be an off-screen thing like this yeah no i i agree i think he'll probably i think he'll still die i think he will die but i think he'll die later and we'll see it and it'll be gruesome um but yeah i don't think superman will die either because i thought if he was gonna die he was gonna die last episode but yeah i think he's just out of the game for a while yeah for four years for four, yeah. Well, yeah. It's it's because he gained his power at four years old. Now as an adult, after he lost his power, he's like, I bet it'll be four years. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. That's comic book logic. But you goddamn know, doctor. That got me so excited, excited though, because I was like, go back Smallville. Like <laughs> we watched Clark get his powers, and like I mean, it was in high school, and how exciting it was to see each one of these new powers like evolve. Like I wonder if when they come back, maybe they'll come back differently. Like I don't know. I'm excited to see if that like lasers happens. out of his toes and frozen yeah, breath out of his he ears. He shits laser beams now. That's already Hash the browns. bizarro people. Hmm? Hash browns out of somewhere, please. Hash, Hash browns right anywhere. out of the bungus. Ew. It's <laughs> <laughs> terrible. Um, Caitlin, I did get to see you watch uh, some of this, and yeah. you were uh, very expressive while watching this. Yeah, the beginning parts. It's just like confirming basically that Lana is mayor and like mm-hmm. people suck, and then you know. Superman has no powers. The ending, Mike, the ending. Mm-hmm. I was super excited for this. Cassie heard me screaming. Did Which part? The part where Jonathan threw super-powered Lana through the walls in, in the school. and like Their fight was like, badass. Oh, my God. First of all, he's talking to Sarah, and she's like, is this because Lana tells everyone, like, there's two Earths merging. Everyone doesn't believe her, but Superman backs her up. And also, then, the, the amount of information they expect from their small town mayor. They're like, what real? are you hiding from us? She's like, like, what are you talking about? I know more than most people. Fucking chill out. And her reals. fucking doofus ex-mayor is like, how convenient. Only <laughs> you know things. 
they are also doing a little bit of the boys territory of like do you see what the republicans do yeah which i thought i thought that was really great and then superman stepped in and they're like we respect this super powered guy <laughs> but who has no powers and they know have no powers um but then fucking Sarah and Jonathan Jordan were talking and she's like, is this why you were avoiding me? Cause you had to hold on to the secret. And he was like, part of it. And she's like, gets mad at her mom. And then Whoa. the moment where mom is there and then super powered Lana is there and we get both in the hallway. What's Ooh. dope is Lana mayor. Lana is running to try to stop Jordan from telling Sarah that he has powers. Yeah. And then Jordan turns around and goes run. And his eyes yeah. are bright red. And Sarah's yeah. like, I fucking suddenly understand the show I'm on. Yeah. And yeah. all of yeah. that realization was beautifully done. That moment, like, and then throwing, you know, Lana through the walls. Love that. Love that. <laughs> she can't stress it enough. Right, love that fucking moment. Chill out, man. <laughs> yeah, fucking loved it. Weird uh, vibes about how much he loved Lana getting to run through walls. <laughs> Would it be a good time to go to the moment of the week since we're at the end? Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, Mike, what was your moment of the week? In in the big fight, because uh, now it's evil George e- evil Jonathan and evil Lana versus Nat and Jordan. God damn Jordan. it, they have too many of the similar names. Yeah, it's hard. Uh Nat throws the steel hammer. Oh! And Jordan grabs it and just spins around and knocks his evil brother straight into hell. Yeah. <laughs> it's fucking awesome. That whole, the whole last like five minutes of that episode, it was like, oh! Yeah, it was dope choreography. Oh. Uh, Caitlin, what was yours? There was a moment right before that, which this whole scene is probably my moment of the week. Mm-hmm. Right before that, there is a uh, Jonathan, bad Jonathan, and then good Jordan are using their laser-powered eyes. We have the blue eyes versus the red eyes. Lit. Just fighting, like, getting closer and closer together, like, stepping, like, into it. Like, we're seeing, like, something. I, I always Step love up, when that bro. happens. Step up. And then they there's obviously an explosion in the center because they both, like, equally match each other. Fucking love that shit. It was it's gonna so get you every cool. Time. It gets me every time. I hate that shit. <laughs> I had a feeling you would. My green versus your gold. It's such Harry Potter fucking stupid. I'll grip my teeth harder, and that's how you know I'm more powerful. Oh, I, I watching it, you can see both of them like having their just staring at each other super hard. It's like if you remove the lasers here, <laughs> I would love to see that. Everyone gives Big Bang Theory shit when like you remove the. Laugh track? Laugh the laugh track. track, yeah, and how awkward that is. But I wish there was more clips of removing the special effects, just having them be like, at each other. <laughs> I'm squinting harder than you. Every time they have to interact with just a tennis ball, like it's a full-ass creature. <laughs> uh, Superman is Lo- and Lois is on Tuesdays on the CW. Our last show of the week is Miss Marvel. On the third episode of Miss Marvel, we're getting some lore as we learn about the Bangles' past and how Kamran, his mom, and their friends, who are jinns, need that bangle to get back to their dimension. We also learn that jinns are not chill and are 100% willing to kill Kamala's whole family in order to force in order to force her to help them get back, which puts a bit of a damper on her brother's wedding. Taste buds, I ask you, we initially got the feeling that this show was made for a younger age group and wasn't necessarily our favorite, but did this episode change how you feel about the series at all? Ooh, it was a cool episode. It was a banger of an episode. Bangle of an episode, but oh, I, still, I still think it's for kids. Yeah. Um, definitely still for kids, but it, I don't know what it was about this one where I just felt like I could, I don't know, not connect. I just like was... It felt a little bit escalated. I don't know if it's maybe just because we're in the series a bit more. And, you know, yeah, are you used to the bit. rhythms? Yeah. I think the murder, the, the bring up of murder. Uh, yeah, having people die yeah. is crazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Love murder. Love murder. Makes Love everything better. <laughs> but I think the thing that messed me up about this movie or this episode was that I really liked 
the Kamala and her mom scene. Oh, beautiful. You know, and like I thought that did so much to make her not seem like such a fucking cunt and just like mm-hmm. an actual mother who loves and sometimes loves too hard. But then that was back to back with a dad and son scene. And that sort of took the air out of it, you know? Like, and this also had the shake and Kamala scene. Yeah. And so it was it, just every adult opening up to a kid. And then it also had the Bruno not being able to get a, a word in edgewise when talking to Kamala. And then also Nakia not being able to get a word in edgewise when talking to Kamala. I thought that it was too too much of the same too often. Mm-hmm. Like, I loved everything, every scene that it did. But back to back to back to back to back, mm-hmm. I don't know. It sort of slowed everything down or it seemed like there was too much sameness. They had mm-hmm. two tricks and they just kept doing yeah. performing those this episode. With her two friends, like, not being able to get a word in, though, like, that is very, like, she is a teenager who has discovered she has powers. Like, obviously, she's going to be a selfish little, like, brat right now. Like, she's not going to be that But based on how, like, Nakia and Bruno talk to her, don't you think they're used to her being that? Like, I know she has shit on her mind. Yeah. But also, Nakia wasn't surprised that I just told you I was part of, like, the board of our... You know, church, yeah. and you're not paying attention at all. That was, but then I, I think that that because that scene goes back and forth because Nakia can't get a word in edge wise, but then Kamala can't because Kamala's like, and now I'm going to tell you, and Nakia just goes ham on how much she hates nightlight. Mm-hmm. So that feels very that feels true to life. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fair friends monologue at each other when they're 16. They don't listen. <laughs> <laughs> get a podcast, ladies. That's how you do it. Um, okay, so you two still didn't love this episode? Not- no, I actually did love this episode. <laughs> okay. I just have a couple of qualms, but otherwise, like, this is qualms. the best thing we have seen since WandaVision. This, this-, this was really cool. It started off with a blue arm, too. Blue arm. That arm is blue. Nobody talked which, about it. Which, no, they were like, it's blue. Shouldn't we be scared? And then no one talked about it, but I guess because Jin's, it's like genies no. and they're blue. And- I, bet, I bet she'd be a handful on a date. <laughs> one... <laughs> Is the blue arm Cree? I know we haven't seen that in Disney Plus era, but I th- think they showed up in Captain Marvel, and I know they showed up in Agents of Shield. Cree were blue. Two was they definitely that the showed up in Captain Marvel. Yeah. Ten rings symbol that the blue arm was on. It looked like there was the giant symbol. I'm yeah, pretty no, sure right. it kind of mm-hmm. looked like it. Mm-hmm. So for those. It, specific kind of nerds who are like, it's only cool if it's connected. I guess there you go, buddies. <laughs> there <laughs> there they, you go. your fucking birdseed, you idiots. Mike, I don't think you remember, but they did connect it to Eternals. Mm. <laughs> Last episode, they talked about <laughs> Kingo a lot. Yes, that's right. Uh, that's right. That's all right. That's all right. But yeah, this is the first episode where she does have to actually fight instead of, you know, poorly save a child. Um, she does have to straight up fight because uh, these these gins all surround her and are like, straight up, I'll murder your whole family right now. I don't give a fuck. And I loved the introduction to gins, which before we know what Comran's, Comran. Comran's mom is, we know she's bad, right? Yeah. Like we, yeah. we knew from the last scene of the second episode that she's bad. Uh, but before that, we get Bruno doing research, and uh, Kamala's dad comes in and like, ah, oh, Jin's bad. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, we have like, uh, we have many different kinds of genies. You know, like, is Aladdin's genie the same as uh, their Jin? Is that come yeah. from the same story? Yes, but they seem like o- like they're only demons, right? Like only bad. well. 
he read their their story that Bruno, even though he doesn't read the language, specifically printed out only their story. <laughs> yeah. Kamala's dad reads it and goes, I haven't heard that one before. <laughs> yeah, like, what version did you hear? <laughs> like... Well, because he was like, before he starts reading, he's like, they're demons sometimes, they're genies sometimes, who knows? They're, uh, like. I love how cool this guy is, especially when Mike does the He's impression. like, this is a fruit pie. Pitch perfect. I don't know anything about these. I love, you know, the thing I've related most to any show we've ever watched was his secret love for that fruit pie. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's like, the synthetic is so good. You do not tell my wife about my secret affair with fruit pie. <laughs> he walked to the corner store for one cherry pie. Those things are fucking disgusting, by the way. The crust is gross. The inside's gross. All no, of it's gross. I would it go tastes, and get a real slice of pie. It tastes like box, and that's the perfect way yeah, to eat pie. No, it's fucking... <laughs> it's strawberry-flavored cardboard with a, a wrapping of just cardboard-flavored cardboard. Mm, delicious. Uh, but between the two, so we get the fight, and then, guys, we also get there is a wedding happening. So, mm-hmm. of course, you know we get some baller-ass dance moments. Um, yeah. Between the two, which got you more hyped? This is... I think this is tradition on the superhero show show. And if Mike doesn't follow suit, then he's a fucking liar. But (laughs) we had a wedding and we had me and Mike's favorite thing of choreographed dancing. And I was okay. Mm -hmm. It was not dusty in my room at all until the groom was like, what? Also, I know this choreography. And he got (laughs) up. And then I was like, oh my God. Oh my God. (laughs) Ah, I love a wedding episode. If a wedding doesn't have a choreographed dance that more people than you think know it, it's a bullshit wedding. (laughs) How many dances did I have to learn for your wedding, Mike? 18. Yeah, I think it was 18. Roughly 18. Mm. Uh, Some would say too many. Some say the perfect amount. I've been told not enough, actually. The most reoccurring. (laughs) No, I'm pretty sure Cassie did not give the option (laughs) of not enough. There's only two, actually. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so we have, you know, these high moments of like, we finally get a fight. And a wedding, beautiful. And then we do have, we briefly touched on, like, um, the, like, moments with her family of them, like, being just the most supportive people again. Again, they made the whole costumes for her. Like, so many mm-hmm. times it's her family that absolutely breaks me with how supportive they are. And, um, R- and Ryan, I know you said it was, like, too many back-to-back. So, like, did you, like, did it lose the shine off of it? Or was it still? I tried to... Like compartmentalize each scene, okay, and think about like, is this scene good? And they are all good on their own, but mm-hmm. it's almost like shit. We're already on episode three, and we have to get like four uh, very special episodes of Ms. Marvel all wrapped up in one episode. Mm. See, it worked really well for me because of the context of the wedding, because everyone's mm. super emotional and they're all having their own moments. Like, yes, she had her moment with her mom, but then her dad and her brother had a moment. And that seemed pretty organic. Yeah, she stepped into it and we had to watch like that both happening. But I don't think it for me, it didn't ruin anything. It seemed very natural to watch everything. Then I guess different. She got different things and learned different things from each conversation. And maybe if the script was written this way, it would have felt even less organic. But if there was like uh, child parent talk action scene child parent talk action scene but instead it was like all of this stuff is clumped together and then all of this stuff is clumped together well we did get at the very end another child you know mother talk where she's like i just want to help you why are you acting out like this mm-hmm. which i thought was the most effective because they are just so fucking supportive they're just so fucking they're like we just want to help you baby <laughs> Um, I think given I think given how characters you know arc and grow and Kamala so young in this one we got early on the Kamala shake and we already knew there were beef between them 
And he tells her her Spider-Man line, Kamala Khan's thing, which is is a dope line, is good is not a thing you are, it's a thing you do. Uh, That is awesome. And that's how she's like, oh, when he lectures me, I should know about this and our history and blah, blah, blah. She sees him as a human for the first time. Mm -hmm. I think that the her and her mom could have been like episode six. Because she's still only 16. She could keep learning. Don't make the defeat of the villain the arc. Make the relationship with the mother the arc. Totally. Absolutely. That's at least the your pop filter. That's how you're going to get us every time. That is how you're going to get us. (laughs) Just solve the things with your parents eventually. Do the mom. (laughs) But But yeah, opening that up and seeing the mask. Man, did we do... I'm going to write that down for my moment of the week. Yeah. <laughs> Save that shit. That's not time yet. Because uh, another potential one is, guys, during the fight, they play Bon Jovi. All right. <laughs> Fucking. <laughs> I'm calling it here. Like, I just, it's fine, but using a joke like uh, Footloose or Bon Jovi or all these, like, ironic, isn't it crazy we're doing a fight scene to this song? It doesn't work anymore. You know, like, and I know Bon Jovi is from New Jersey, and I know that Kamala is from New Jersey, but like, the mom says she loves Bon Jovi. Isn't it yeah, crazy? That was like episode that, one. Yeah. Isn't it crazy that we're using this song? It doesn't work anymore. If uh, I, maybe because we watched three episodes with three different, you know, yeah, it was a weird week <laughs> for that this week. I think it worked. Do, <laughs> oh, if oh, Bruce Springsteen is the boss, does that make Bon Jovi the middle manager? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Confirmed. He's the assistant okay. to the boss. <laughs> Um, let's go ahead and go to moments of the week, though. Caitlin, I'll start with you. What do you got? Uh, there was a moment. This is nope. It's not going to be my moment of the week. It was just a moment that stuck with me forever. <laughs> yeah, let's um, do it. There was a lot of fucking feet. Did you guys see that? Yeah, I, there was oh, one time where like Mandy a bunch of old ready. ladies were talking and rubbing feet on everything. Oh, they what? were they were like literally fucking grabbing like the ottoman with their toes, yeah. and I was like, "What the?" And like it's burned in my mind, and so it's the moment that is Mike stuck is going to delete all the this. Rest of the week. Yeah. I feel like we're being culturally insensitive, and Mike has to delete this. To people who love feet, yeah, you are. <laughs> they could have bare feet. They were literally grabbing the ottoman with their feet. You got. How else are you going to move that ottoman? <laughs> it's heavy. Gotta rip it and toes. rip it. Uh, Mike, what was your moment of the week? Uh, mine is a, a part we haven't talked about much, but uh, Nikki is a stone cold badass, and the DO, the Department of Damage Control, tries to just swoop in on their mosque and search through it, and she shuts that shit down. How are police Instantly. still coming in without warrants? Like yeah. we've watched so much TV, we're not going to let that happen, police. And but good- it does feel like the shake is going to until she's like, nah. Fuck yeah. you guys. And, and the uh, voting is not done for the no. board, right? So but this is like her last be. move to get on the board and <laughs> be like, get the fuck out of here. She's like, these. honestly, I would have let them in. I don't give a shit, but I knew how that would look. <laughs> Sway the voters. But it did, how Ryan said, you know, like, we all watch TV. We know this. And that's exactly what they said. She was like, oh, did you learn that in undergrad? She's like, no, law and order, yeah. bitch. Like, <laughs> like Miranda rights, which actually uh-huh. were partly taken away by the Supreme Court this week. Cool, cool, cool. I um, listened to 99 Problems once, so I know you're going to need a warrant for that. <laughs> um, Ryan, what's your moment of the did week? you get your law degree, son? Uh, my moment of the week is uh, based on my favorite movie, Malignant, where somebody throws a fucking chair across an entire room and hits somebody else in the face. Yeah. Bruno, tries, Bruno tries to jump into this fight, and the bad guy fucking yeets a chair oh. right into his right head. Into and him. Bruno, who we should not be talking about, has no superpowers. So that chair just fucking knocks him out. <laughs> That's how chairs work. When you throw a chair at somebody from across the room and it's a direct hit, you're going to knock them out. <laughs> direct hit. 
<laughs> uh, can I change my moment of the week from the feet to the chefs in the back area? Oh, oh yeah. Yes. Oh, the moment where they're they're like, we're just trying to cook, and she's like, get the fuck out, and they're like, why? And then up, someone gets punched. They're like, fuck this, yeah. and they just walk right out. And yeah, it goes like I, I think this is how it should work, which is you can't tell me how to do my job. Yeah. Then. My job is not worth this. Yeah, I'm yeah. out of here. Yeah, it was legitimately like you're a nuisance to my job. I'm trying to cook mm. here, and then it was like, fuck. I make twelve dollars an hour. Fuck this place. But I do love that as like one of the uh, I don't know hurdles that Kamala has to get through is that I am a young looking female, mm-hmm. and how not threatening that is, and how I have to get people to do like the right thing, even though I have everything going against me, youth and gender. You know, like, I'm not Captain America. I have to, like, fight through all of this. Yeah. And I think that's what, like, is what's making this one a standout show. And the Bon Jovi, obviously. Uh, And the choreographed wedding dances. (laughs) Very good. And dim toes. My moment of the week is, um, we did talk about it, but just her mom talking to her. Oh, God, no. Is that the sound of your toes? What happens when you take off your shoe, bro? The corn dogs. <laughs> it's the corn dogs slipping, slapping. Cassie, do you have remember. a moment of the week? God I damn do. it. It's the mom's speech. It's specifically just the fact she said, whatever mountain you're facing, you don't have to do it alone. Beautiful, touching, loved it. Uh, oh, yeah. And I knew I would have a family that loved me. Must yeah. be nice. <laughs> What's that like? The only way we'll know is by watching this TV show. Hey, maybe you don't have corn dog toes. You got a family that loves you. <laughs> you fucking sick freak. You, you fucking nasty. carny bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I thought a circus would fucking take me in or something. Absolutely not. <laughs> nope, too weird. And then they just <laughs> burned out and drove away. Miss <laughs> Marvel is Wednesdays on Disney Plus. Uh, that's all the shows we watched this week, which means it's time to go to Extaz. <laughs> Welcome to Eggs Tasmania, bitch, a mini show within a show where we take an in-depth episode-by-episode look at Fox's seminal and underrated early morning soap opera from the mid-90s X-Men the Animated Series. In Sanctuary Part 2, Gambit sacrifices himself to protect Professor X and Beast and quickly loses. X gets Rogue and Wolverine, gives everyone new uniforms, and then heads back to Asteroid M to kick ass and take names. But not before throwing Magneto a funeral. And guys, when we started off, we are literally picking up right with the X-Men getting blamed. Right, right to it. So they're like, oh fuck, episode started. And then they start running. And Professor X goes up to the cosmonauts and he's like... If you value your lives, take us to the shuttle. That's that's <laughs> easy to like confuse. Like what he's yes. saying is like, uh, hey, we're all in danger. But or what? That's what he means. But what he's saying is like, I will fucking kill you. If I'll you kill you if you don't fly us home. The shuttle. And they're that's- like, hello. Well, uh, <laughs> what? Yes, no. Yes, Kilometer <laughs> different than mile. <laughs> he does have a whole different persona because he is straight up threatening these ones, like take me in your little spaceship, and then he's straight up just like, if Gambit doesn't make it in time, fuck him. We leave him. It's crazy. Gambit's like, hey, I'll stay. You guys go and. Beast is like, hey, it's people who aren't Gambit, and X is just like, go, go, go. <laughs> I mean, did you when it cut to Professor X though? Did you see like a and it? This is a guy in a wheelchair. It takes a little bit of effort to lift those giant eyebrows. Uh-huh. Did you notice any concern or fear for Gambit's life? Not even a second. No, I think he's the one X Men who Professor <laughs> would have been like, leave him. So if it was Jubilee, Rogue, Dazzler, yes, he would have even Dazzler. he would have stayed. He'd be like, let's wait, let's go get him. <laughs> Dazzler has potential. We don't know yet with him. Wait, 
Gambit, that sneaky guy who smells like Kanjit Prize? No, fuck him. Yeah, smells not. stanky. Have you heard him talk? I can't wait till he's off the team. Absolutely not. Shell, 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 shell. He does straight up like Beast has such a long monologue. If he's like, I see people coming down the corridor. It doesn't appear to be Gambit. It appears to be people after us. And I was like, fucking Beast, bro. <laughs> I just, yeah, I wish that like there was times where he was actually scared. And he'd be like. Fuck, bitches! Yeah. <laughs> we gotta the, the, the leave this weird, asteroid! <laughs> the most word we see him is on re-entry, B says, I should have skipped lunch. <laughs> <laughs> Which, yeah. and honestly, that's the most normal thing he's ever said. I, yes. like, I should have avoided my midday meal. <laughs> <laughs> so we have this dramatic moment, and they are in a spaceship. So then, of course, we have to cut to Earth, where um, they do crash. And I think it's just a normal airport they're landing this fucking spaceship or like well yeah let's point out real quick that on their uh while they're uh crash landing to earth while they're in space magneto straight up says charles i'm alive yeah like, and I'm charles alive. is like what <laughs> nah yeah he's like trying to reach out to him he's like are you alive friend he's like yeah still alive still still chilling out don't have space. a funeral for me <laughs> well You've often asked a friend a question and then immediately zoned out, right, guys? <laughs> so You've Charles is just doing that. Used insane brain power to try to telepathically connect to this person. There have been space. times where I have looked at the ceiling and said, "Mike, fart for me," and I have smelled shit. <laughs> so, like that, that connection is there, and Professor X just clearly chooses to ignore it. Yeah, huh? he's he's currently crashing a spaceship, so um, that does crash. And it, it's coming in so hot. Before it crashes, Rogue tries to catch it and goes, ow, 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 ow. It's too hot for her to catch. And she's wearing gloves. The fact that the animators were like, I know we suspend a lot here, but this spaceship would be hot and we have to address that. Much too hot. <laughs> and yeah, it does crash and like straight up like a fire truck shows up and a hose is like getting sprayed on this entire spaceship that's on fire. And they're like, that'll put it out. Well, they didn't know it was coming. They had like... they. T- rallied the troops real quick you know and like there was more trucks but they put one hose on that bad boy have you guys ever seen in uh like documentaries like top gun or top gun maverick where if a plane is uh, crash landing they will put up a full-on tennis net and just like catch the plane in the tennis net on the aircraft and then bounce it back love it they should that's how you should do it It, it's not this one was again ryan though it was hot oh no it was hot so so hot it was stolen burned right through that tennis net (laughs) Um, but yes, it does land, and Rogue is immediately after looking for Gambit. And I don't know if it's because, you know, it's a bit love, and then also, like, I knew that fuck with abandon me. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. She's ready to go full Miranda Lambert on his ass. <laughs> she's just like, he would have sneaked off, and everybody else is like, stumbling out, and she doesn't give a fuck. Yeah, like, <laughs> and Beast and Professor X are so quietly being like, uh, Rogue? Rogue? Uh, Rogue? We, uh, Rogue? Rogue? Yeah. <laughs> Real quick, um, have a, a little uh, sidebar with me over here. Um, so he is still in space. And he, she was like, <laughs> I knew he was going up to that uh, to live on the asteroid. And they're trying to tell her, no, he wanted to say hello to his friend real quick. And that was it. That like, was it. Who's his? Byron? He wanted to <laughs> Byron. say what? Byron the white He wanted to say what Asian. up to Byron. And that was it. Byron? <laughs> I, Byron? I have a question for you guys. Say you were chased away and had to leave. I don't know. Say we chased away and had to leave Caitlin. Like she protected all of us and we, we ditched her ass somewhere. Like in Long Beach. Uh, and then we drove down. Uh, 
Would you then have a funeral for another friend, Greg, <laughs> not before getting the troops together to go save Caitlin? And only invite the characters that will be in the rest of the episode. <laughs> Yes. And make them wear 1800s funeral what? Like, I understand, Rogue, you're from the South. That does not mean that you have to wear slave era. <laughs> she was dressed as the dandiest gentleman slave owner I have ever seen. Oh, no. Also, her hair was somehow that, like, crinkle curl, and, like, her hair's never done that. And I was like, what? You got a perm for this? She spent four hours. Like, <laughs> but, yeah, straight up, like, we cut to, like, no, he sacrificed himself. Cut to funeral. It's for Magneto, though. It's for Magneto. <laughs> <laughs> Gambit, the guy we try to kill every other week. If you, you guys didn't notice, but in the corner there was a cardboard uh, shoebox that just had Gambit written on it, and they kicked it as they all walked by. <laughs> um, and then yeah, we do. So we're back between Earth and space a lot, and when we're in space, we do see that Fabian um, has fully captured Gambit and is like I don't know, like torturing him and trying to get him to confess to killing Magneto essentially, mm-hmm. and is um, you know going off his rockers. He is full burn the place down. Um, Fuck all humans. What one of the ways we know Fabian's lost it is he's going through different fully life size holographic Fabian uniforms. Oh yeah, he's, and one of them includes two scantily clad women. Uh, Fab- <laughs> That's his uniform. He's on Fabestagram, and he is going through all the pictures of what he could look like, or maybe he does look like. Just like, oh, look at me with two babes. He's basically going through. Um, if Fabian Cortez had a rap career these would be his album <laughs> covers and he's just on a couch while everyone else is not thriving just going through no. all of the potential fabian cortez rap covers he could be on he like straight up like i looked away for a second while watching Taz, which is dangerous no you and don't then, do like... that no, you if never you sneeze, look away don't you pause blink. or you sneeze with your eyes open which is dangerous <laughs> you lose those eyes and like straight up i had to go back i was like is he looking at porn yeah like what's happening he sort of is though yeah, like he's, he's of... about to like unzip the zipper yeah mm-hmm. until somebody mm-hmm. calls him away from it and he's fucking pissed about it but um that is because uh back on earth uh xavier does talk to uh, the president and convinces him to let him go back up to space with uh-huh. his team but not to talk to fuck shit up i believe like, you know, Mike, <laughs> he says this time we won't be going the representative talk. from genosha is very upset yeah is yeah. it genosha like a mutant happy country like not yet. No, not yet. Not yet. Right now, there's... you're you're forgetting the last couple episodes and episodes before that were Genosha. This all started Ryan because they went to Genosha and saved slaves they because had Genosha Genosha was like, "Hey, hey, mutants, we're fine," and they're just turning them into slave labor. Okay, mm-hmm. that's the current Genosha we're working with. So you know, he's a little worried. I fucked up. I don't know my history. Yeah, it, the lore is confusing, Ryan. Um, but luckily, you got me and Mike here to help you out. And did uh did the Earth? Much like the rest of us find this out by standing outside of a TV store and watching the news. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Is that when we get our cameo roulette? Where, <laughs> when can we bring that back where we don't know anything unless we're standing outside of a TV store watching I, the TV? I would love to not know anything I would love until it. I went to a TV store. <laughs> and then you see a TV store on the sidewalk and you're like, let's cross the street. I want to continue can't. to not know anything. <laughs> Life is so knowing. good without knowing. Um, but yes, so the X-Men, um, they do fly up into space and now they have fancy little suits. Well, um, this is after, uh, B said, Hey Rogue, we will totally get back to that planet as soon as we totally change the Blackbird engines and make it capable for orbital launch and space flight. <laughs> and Rogue's like, oh, okay. Yeah. yeah Go cool. Gambit, then. So what's that, like 20 minutes? Yeah. But, uh... <laughs> Four months later. <laughs> 
And so, yeah, they get up to space, and uh, Beast just starts uh, disarming missiles is, like, his yeah. his immediate task. There's- yeah, hey, three of us are going to run around with our ha- asses straight in our hands. Beast, <laughs> disarm 243 missiles. Thanks, bye. You got this, bye. He says one down, 249 to go. It reminds me of every video game I've ever played. It's yeah. Like, oh, God, are you serious right now? Um, but yes, yeah, so that's when Rogue and Wolverine go off, and they do find Cortez and the crew, and it um it doesn't go great for them. But um they get knocked out. Uh, but they get up again. Uh, this is where never Cortez is like, oh my god, Wolverine and Rogue, and grabs a laser gun and shoots more wildly than any stormtrooper <laughs> I have seen in my life. Oh, he, he is goes- shooting everywhere. The, the minute he succeeds, he starts losing his marbles. Yeah. And just this continues to go down fast, where he runs into Gambit's friend Byron. And he's like, launch all those missiles. And Byron, who is the one person who doesn't know what's going on, is just like, what? And so fucking Cortez shoves that laser gun in his face. And he's still like, what? <laughs> Byron says, and I quote, well, I'm in a good mood because my good friend Gambit flew to space to say, hey, what up? What up? <laughs> I really That is a good friend. <laughs> And then he went to get a sandwich, and now he's getting called to launch 250 missiles. Um, in the middle of this, we do have the weirdest cut back to Magneto, because um, he still is in the storyline of him crashing in the desert, and the three wise men discover yeah, him. No, like, with the North Star, with the North Star that birthed Jesus above them, two of the three wise men are like, what the fuck? They set down their frankincense and myrrh to go help him out from this. <laughs> It's wild. <laughs> and he, Magnetus announces, he says, the Earth's magnetic field has healed me like a mother nurtures her son. And just the world and the asteroid can hear him for yes. no fucking reason. But these two random... You just get a bunch of cuts to people reacting. These two random shepherds from roughly 0000 BC are like, what? The, I don't know what fucking... I don't know what you mean when you say, I'm alive. I'm alive. Like, I don't know who Magneto is, bro. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but in the midst of this, there's missiles going off. Magneto is all powerful and healed. Um, well, I mean, who knows what's going to happen with the missiles? We know that the missiles were launched and we know that Magneto is totally fine. I don't know how the missiles are going to be stopped. You have no idea. Um, Charles is trying with his mind to stop them. And 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 goes full on like, uh, I don't know. Video gamer. He's just like, oh, I got this. And then um, at this point, Amelia, who has had her fill of uh, Fabian Cortez and is like, this dude's office rockers, has freed Gambit. Um, Did you guys think that there was a small part in this episode where Gambit and Amelia Vought, boys reference, uh, Professor X's ex? Professor's X. The whole time I kept forgetting that they were the exes. Like, the, did you yeah. think that they were going to fuck? Oh, th- there's oh, definitely like, yeah. hey, we both have bad 90s hair. Let's do I this. Mean, uh, if she's into fucking stinky dudes, then Gambit is her guy. <laughs> <laughs> um, but they eventually, I don't know, like the missiles. No, they're still going, I think. And the like Rogue finds Gambit so they can escape. Magneto it finds Fabian because he, you know, he's all powerful now. And he's like, let me fuck this guy up. Um, and the team just gets all back on the ship and like he, I don't do, how do the missiles stop? The, 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 oh, think- well, before the missiles, like while the missiles are going or maybe before, um, who, what was the name of the lady? Uh, Amelia. Amelia. Amelia takes episode 3012 right. of Extaz yeah. out of the VHS <laughs> thing and puts it on. So we spend another episode of Extaz watching previous <laughs> so Extaz. Smart. 
Yeah, so Fabian smart. has started a broadcast to the world, um, letting him know that like war is about to happen, and she's like, "Let me show you this little tape I found, which is Xtest." I would have loved if it started <laughs> with <laughs> the <laughs> intro. <laughs> she was like, "Fast forward, oh, fast sorry. forward," <laughs> and then somebody's like, "You never skip. <laughs> it's the best intro of all time. You never skip." So yeah, everybody obviously turns on Fabian at this point because they find out he's the one who launched uh, Homie off into space. And there's nothing cooler than sending the bad guys like henchmen onto the bad guy. Mm-hmm. Like then all yeah. the heroes can just kick back and watch them like eat him. Yeah, they're like, we didn't do anything, and they just they do they peace out on their spaceship. Um, Charles is like, Magneto, come back with me, and Magneto's like, Nah, I gotta finish off this asteroid. I started this. I have to murder it. Yeah, he's if my dream must die, I must see it through. Which, no, bro, like you could also just come with that it. whole sea <laughs> captain ideology of like, well, I got to go down, with, down the with the ship. Don't, dude, you just don't. come with. Like we have a safe ride back to home. No, I must go down with the ship. Like be, spent, be part of the story. He spent four months <laughs> upgrading the fucking Blackbird so it oh, could go yeah. to space, and you're not going to take a ride on this bad boy. Uh, they they land in Africa. Yes, they do, Mike. Very and who was there to witness it? <laughs> Black Panther just with his I thumb stood up, up his and butt. cheered. Black Panther's been sitting on the fucking rock for six months. <laughs> He's like, I know at some point they're gonna come back. Like These a child waiting white for folks death. are just gonna land. He's just looking up at the stars. They'll be back. <laughs> back. Don't you have an entire hidden country to run, T'Challa? Why are you still on this rock? We, you didn't even know that this thing would land exactly from where it took off. And you're sitting on the same goddamn rock waiting for it to land. Yep. It's all he's got right now. It's a slow it's a slow week in Wakanda. Um, but they do have so back on Earth, uh, Charles tries to recruit Amelia. Amelia is like, nah, I got my own stuff to do. And then we cut to Fabian, who we thought was dead, but has <gasps> fucking been saved, you guys. By I think all of our saviors, if you think about it. <laughs> So excited. Um, I loved how they kept him in the shadows, except for his giant A belt buckle. <laughs> like, who could this yeah. be? Who could it be? <laughs> but Also, I watched it with subtitles, so it's like Apocalypse <laughs> when he was in the shadows. Apocalypse lapse. And then some random Shi'ar, right? Lady yeah. Deathbird, Mike. It's Lady Deathbird. Lady Deathbird. Excuse me. I didn't mean to so is this, besmirch her good name. Is Fabian uh, one of the new four horsemen, then? Is I, that what they're building up to? What, what a guess. dream. What a hope. You know I love those four horsemen. <laughs> yeah, see, I don't like your sarcasm right now. You're you're like they're no onslaught, but you're not pestilence or famine. Cassie, your sarcasm. That's one of the four horsemen. <laughs> okay, puns. Um, it is time to go on to the awards because that was the end of the episode. Um, Caitlin, if you can decide who the winner of these are for me, got we're going to start with most '90s thing. And Mike, what do you got for that? Uh, the X Men show back up in Battle Gear, so Wolverine has more pouches. He's black and gray. Mm. Rogue has that. They all have the fucking. 90s head socks that hide their fucking <laughs> sides of their head but their hair and face still show Good. For, Good. for no reason they're like this time it's space <laughs> like uniforms charles has never worn purple in his life his suit is like purple oh, his stuff is bananas <laughs> he's fucking fashion on this shit uh ryan what do you got for most 90s thing <laughs> my most 90s thing and this is really hard to explain to you caitlin if you didn't watch but <laughs> at one point one tv goes static and then 16 TVs go static, and that's how we transition from the next scene, is they all come forward and change the screen from all <laughs> static TV to the next scene. 
Good. And that's not something we have anymore, static TVs. Mm-hmm. It's very 90s, I would say. It's pretty 90s. You know what I would say is more 90s is um, when you build a space uh, shuttle and you need it to have cloaking abilities and you just put a button in big old oh, letters big, that says... Fat. Like, this, this ship is for fat-fingered people. <laughs> it's the that biggest just push button. The button. It's the jitterbug of space <laughs> There's one that's like, fly ship, shield ship. <laughs> the... Not part of the awards, but if we're talking about dumb buttons, uh, when Fabian <laughs> is torturing Gambit, there's a button on his remote that just says pain. No. <laughs> <laughs> he presses that. What one would you press, Mike, if you didn't like Gambit? He's torturing. Pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> You'll come till it hurts. Oh. <laughs> All right, Caitlin, who got most 90s things? Uh, I'm going to give it to the sock, uh, sock heads for, for my <laughs> the sock. The sockheads. No ears. Incorrect. Ryan gets a point. (laughs) All right, let's go to Mm. best gas blind. Ryan, what do you got for it? Uh, This is obvious, Caitlin. Uh, We see X Factor, Havoc, Strong Guy, Polaris. They're all there. I gasped because that's my favorite X Men team. These fucking nerds. Absolutely. I knew at some point, like, I knew. We saw Strong Guy, Cassie. Yeah, that was crazy. We saw Guido. Guido himself, <laughs> whose other name he has two names: Guido and Strong Guy, aka <laughs> he's, Strong, he's strong Guy. guy. Uh, Mike, what do you got? Uh, mine is very similar. Is I I kind of didn't remember what happened to Apocalypse, but him showing up to just be like, "We're gonna do a new band of bad guys." Everybody you've ever sort of heard of, I would. <gasps> would that scene have been better if he? came through and he started laughing and then somebody was like apocalypse back up and then he took a step back so you couldn't see his big a belt buckle and then started laughing no is this good is this all all right how's this looking where's my mock uh for best gas blind i do have somebody on fabian's team you know when fabian's losing it he does uh launch off uh, like a bomb and she uses her hand power to disarm it essentially is or- that when wolverine says I-, yeah. I wonder what she would be on a date this motherfucker <laughs> i bet she'd be a handful yeah. on a date she'd be a handful oh. on a date like Which, what, what does that mean does that mean like fuck? she's gonna use that big hand to jerk his tiny little dick <laughs> off <laughs> yeah like shove one of those giant thumbs up his little ball what is he talking about he's like my dick explode like that and she can control it i guess i don't know what he means on this but i had to gasp because i just <laughs> didn't something <laughs> you know what wolverine don't take anything dude <laughs> yeah why did he say that <laughs> it was wild um caitlin who gets that one i'm gonna go for big hands and cassie yeah it's gotta be every time big hands, big you know hands, you're cassie. the no, you know you're the one <laughs> um all right let's go best use of power mike what do you got for it uh, we're gonna go right back to Big Hand. Uh, when they first start fighting, she takes out Rogue and Wolverine, arguably the two best fighters in the X Men, immediately, just because she has basically a giant version of if you went to the grocery store in the nineties and you put a quarter in, you get that sticky hand. That's her superpower, and she takes them the fuck out immediately. Is that Miss Marvel esque? <laughs> yeah. Yes, it's very Miss Marvel esque. Sticky hand, but it is like the green color of like the sticky hand that you get. It's so <laughs> important to know. Uh, Ryan, what do you got for best use of power? My best use of power has to be Amelia, who has this like uh, number five from Umbrella Academy like power, where she could reappear, disappear. She could do whatever she wants, and she's in the vent, and she could take out, take off Gambit's uh, power, <laughs> debilitator, yeah. or she could take out Fabian Cortez, 
but instead she uses her pink power to get the remote and then hit the buttons on the remote. Like you could have fucking done anything. But what you did was you got the remote so you could hit the buttons like a normal person. Well, I mean, it's so clearly labeled like freeze no, game. There's big labels. It's like a fucking yeah. beast made spaceship. There's big ass labels. Uh, very similar. I do have Amelia for using her power to turn into smoke, but just to overhear all the gossip and snoop like a younger sibling, yeah. Yeah. Her, their older sibling, she, she just like goes into all the vents and is like, what are they saying over here? And I'm like, what? what is the purpose of this? You don't need the hot gossip right now. Um, Caitlin, who are you going to give that point to? Uh, I got to go with uh, Sticky Hand Mike. Sticky Hand Mike. Yes. Love my old nickname. He's a great. T- big Hand Cassie. <laughs> big Hand Cassie, Sticky Hand Mike. <laughs> Normal Hand Ryan. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> smelly Hand Hash Ryan. brown hand. Yeah. Smelly Hand Ryan. He's got smelly hands. Um, let's go to LVP. Ryan, what do you got for it? Oh, it has to, we already talked about it, but uh, Cortez runs in and he was like, what's the emergency? And his underling is like, what? There, I've called no emergency. And he's like, something's wrong. Very wrong. <laughs> and then he grabs the laser gun as Wolverine and Rogue walk in and just shoots everywhere. <laughs> the, people, this is why you don't give teachers handguns mm-hmm. just in case there are, there's a school shooter. Because he shoots literally everywhere. Blindly. He is I think the he LB. closes his eyes. He's the LVP for a lot of reasons. Like, he is a terrible, terrible person. Yeah. But it's that gun shooting in that moment that makes him the LVP. Yeah. Uh, Mike, what do you got for it? Mine is, it might be this guy. There's a guy who should be monitoring the radar, and he would have seen the Blackbird because they didn't cloak. <laughs> it was fully on his radar. But he has a little Magneto action figure. <laughs> what? And he's just sitting there playing with it. And then looks up and goes, what? And doesn't see the blackboard and then goes back to playing with the set. Oh. <laughs> the fuck? That feels like, like a real Mike moment, though. That feels like a real <laughs> MVP, if I've ever heard one. Uh, for LVP, I do have Beast for the... Like, he disarmed, like, three missiles yeah. at most. Man, like, you had, like, 30 minutes down there. How fast could you do it? Did you it? see how fast he disarmed the first one? It took him a hot two seconds, and then he was, like, 200 more to he go. He probably rubbed one out. And then when... <laughs> the, oh, I did so good, Beast. Oh. <laughs> When they finally launched the ra- rockets, he's like, "Not a good sign." Yeah, no shit, Beast. Get the fuck out of there! Like, not like he's just still in the midst of all of them. He's like, "They appear to be launching," and I'm like, "No fuck!" I'm so sick of that Fraser and Niles idiot. <laughs> Goddamn idiot! Build another spaceship, uh, Ryan or er, Caitlin? Who are you giving that point to? Oh, I'm gonna. I guess I'll give it to Ryan with his hands. My just normal just hands. Normal, normal hands. hands. Normal, yeah. normal hands. That's my nickname. His hands, Ryan. Normal hands, Ryan. <laughs> just hands. Way to go, hands. Uh, let's go to MVP. Hands, what do you got for it? Uh, I mean, it has to be Magneto, right? Like, he came out of nowhere because we knew that he was dead, even though we were told multiple times he was not dead. <laughs> and he was definitely very clearly going to save the day. And then he does. MVP. True MVP. <laughs> uh, Mike, what do you got? Look, we love to hate this guy, but he sacrificed himself. He no, absolutely didn't not. lie no, under no, torture, and he kept no. fighting. He, he and he, you know, I'm giving no. it to Gambit. Fuck this. It smells like Cajun this fries. Is Gambit. Gambit. Yeah. He's still a piece of shit. It's it's Cajun than, fries are delicious. That's, that's like the best thing he could have smelled they're, like. They're good to eat. Do you want to smell like them? Sure. Good, because you do. Bitch. Um, but absolutely not. <laughs> Throw that one in the trash. Um, the real MVP is Charles. Well, thing you guys don't know. <laughs> For being like, nah, it's cool. We can leave creepy ass Gambit here. I don't give a fuck. Um, and that's why he's the true MVP. 
Uh, Caitlin, who's getting that point? And again, I just want you to know, uh, Mike is disqualified. Uh, <laughs> I, I think, Cassie, you should be qual- disqualified, too, because Charles getting an MVP? For leaving Gambit in space without a second thought. I can never give him MVP. It's going to be Ryan with Magneto. All right. All right. I'll accept it. Um, so this time, you guys, I only got one point. You and Mike, Ryan, have tied with two Woo! points. Uh, tiebreaker. Tiebreaker, um, who, the best Wiseman, uh, Ryan, what you got for it? Uh, the guy who brought Frankenstein. Yeah, uh, Mike? Murr. Caitlin, who gets that point? Murr, hands down. <laughs> <laughs> Mike's the winner of that one. But Caitlin just screamed, I'm a merman. <laughs> yeah, Caitlin's the real winner, you're right. <laughs> Caitlin gets all the points. The little merman. <laughs> Look at this stuff. Isn't it neat? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, ain't my collection complete? As much as I'm sure everybody would love to hear the whole rendition of the song, it is the end of our episode. That's for Patreon. That's for Patreon. Um, which means, actually, it's not the end of our episode because we do have an interview. Uh, yes. Ryan and Caitlin, you sat down with Bethany Allison and Michael from the Superman and Lois tapes. Um, so let's go ahead and cut to that interview right now. Thank you, Cassie. I am here with Michael, Allison, and Bethany of the Superman and Lois tapes. Thank you guys so much for being here. Thank you, guys. It's an honor to be asked. Yeah. It, really an honor? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's an honor to be called an honor, honestly. I don't know if it's an honor for you guys to have the honor of it being our honor, but okay. Um, it is an honor to be honored by your honor. Thank you. I, that's all I wanted to hear. <laughs> Uh, Allison, <laughs> you were so supportive with me on that one. Um, can you tell us sort of how you guys met and where this idea came from? Oh, well, let's see. Um, I think the idea was originally uh, Bailey's idea and was like, I'm going to have an idea about uh, a show about Superman and Lois. And my roommate is like, I'm down for it. I'm dragging my roommate with me. And that's pretty much how it started. That that uh, rings true for both me and Caitlin. We have a lot of roommates yep. on our shows. I feel like that's that roommates are just podcast mates, not not well, co-hosts. And, and and you know, it's one of those things where, like Bailey and I met at Dragon Con, and you know, have been friends for God, I can't even count uh, how many years at this point. Uh, but this is also why you should never ever make like one-off comments like right after like a panel or something because people may take you up on that oh yeah yeah, yeah the, the, <laughs> so what ha- what had happened was um back when tyler hecklin first guest starred on supergirl i loved that take of superman so much i made the proclamation if he ever gets his own show i'm gonna podcast about it uh not which is insane because i do like two or three other shows anyways so why add more stress to it and uh the realistic thing was bethany sidled up to me went dude 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 we're doing this and i'm like okay we're doing this so and then that that that, that's how that's the not so secret origin of it is that i made a loud proclamation on Facebook and someone called me on it. And that's not, I mean, that's, you're not going out on too much of a limb to say if this 
CW character gets a CW spinoff show, I will cover it. You're probably going to have to cover that. And and it was so unlikely at the time <laughs> that yeah. I was just like, it's never going to happen. <laughs> what um what podcast were you guys doing before Superman and Lois started? Um, I actually haven't been on a podcast until Superman and Lois uh, tape started. Do you think this has begun a whole new addiction for you? Uh, well, I've done two others since then, but they're both been like kind of short lived ones. But over on um, over with um the pull tape, the the pull tapes, the pullback, pullback, and I've done a. Um, thing about so you want to be a Hawkeye, which you may have heard us talking about last mm. season, and then I've also done with that same channel's um, uh, Tune Talk. I've been do I did a what it's season one, and I'm going to be doing what it's season two as well with them. I mean, but that's I've, about it. Based on the people that I know, uh, podcasts are a lot like tattoos. Like once you get one, <laughs> yeah. give it ten minutes, and your life is going to be covered with them. Yeah, I've yep. I've been I've yeah. been doing. Uh, I've been podcasting since 2007. Um, I, I started a show called Views from the Long Box. Um, and then several years later, I started a thing called From Crisis to Crisis, the Superman podcast, which was covering with my friend Jeffrey Taylor. And we were covering and still going. It was supposed to be a five-year mission. That was 14 <laughs> years ago. Um, and we were covering the post-crisis adventures of Superman. Uh, then I was doing a JSA podcast for a little while. I've... I, got my own little like side hustle Superman show called it all comes back to Superman. Me and my buddy, Andy Leyland do the overlook dark night and every Monday night uh, through the Superman homepage, Steve Eunice and I do what is now called Superman homepage live. It's had like 15 names and it's gone through like three iterations, but uh, we've been doing that since 2011. So yeah, podcasts once it, 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 I think you said it, they're like tattoos yeah. Uh, once you get that first one, man, you're you're starting to think of that second one, uh, and it's only editing that stops people. I think. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. Is this all from Fortress of Bailey too? Is this like the home base of it all? Uh, except for the Superman homepage thing, yeah. Everything Fortress of ba- is at fortressofbailey2.com. There's 15 years of shows um, there to to choose from. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, and I was just a. Uh, guest star you know here there everywhere sometimes with uh earth station zero sometimes with uh some other friends um been on guested on the pullback once or twice um so this is the first like real long podcast that i've been involved with um though it is definitely not going to be my last i actually have one that's kind of in the works right now that's about um that's going to be called decoding uh, Delos and it's a Westworld podcast and it's going into all the nitty gritty details about uh, Westworld and looking at all the different layers it has and the themes and you know all the ridiculous amounts of uh, Easter eggs if you know how to look for them so uh, Bethany so, yeah. when you uh, started poking Michael and saying I want to be on that show I want to be on that show was it something special about Tyler Hoechlin uh, the zaddiness of it all, or had you just guessed it on so many podcasts at that point, you were just like, I need to be, I need to have my own regular show. It was more along the lines of, well, Hey, I 
you know, I really, I really, really love the Tyler Hecklin uh, Superman. Um, and like, and I've said this to his face because he was a guest at Dragon Con last year, um, that I actually think he's better than Christopher Reeve. Whoa. So, yeah. Wow. <laughs> so, uh, you know, and people who've listened to the show have heard me say that before. So hopefully your inbox won't like go up in flames. But uh, no, I just, I love working with Bailey. Bailey is awesome. And, um, you know, and it's a fun way to to kind of keep like some of the the con quirkiness going in the uh, off season. So I really like just the whole dynamic of podcasters and, you know, how it brings them together. You know, I've talked to so many podcasters about how it got them through the pandemic, you know, because while everybody else was cooped up and not talking to anybody, you know, we had Zoom and we had each other. Uh, Allison, when you when the idea of Superman and Lois was first presented to you, were you nervous did you jump on the opportunity did you kick open the door and demand to be on it um i was dragged willingly (laughs) uh into it from bethany uh i've been a fan of tyler hecklin's for a while and not just you know based off of teen wolf but i've also been watching all the other movies that he's been doing um and supporting him through all of that and also if you ever just go and look at other um, conventions he's been to. He's just a really sweet, fun man to talk to. And um, I had been really into, um, into uh, Supergirl when uh, he first came on and I've always been into the flash. And so I knew a lot about the other stories coming in. So when he joined in through all the different crises um, as well, you know, once he got his own world, it honestly just felt like it blended right in. And I could use some of the knowledge that I had from other shows to be able to work on this. Plus um, during that year of the um, pandemic, when Superman and Lois first started, I was doing my second concentration for my MFA in screenwriting. So it was also really fun to take things that I I was learning in class and apply them to what I know from creative writing and now screenwriting and seeing how writers um, and producers were approaching things and analyzing it that way. Yeah, and I, I mean... Let's let's sort of get into your podcast right now, um, the, the Superman and Lois tapes. Because how do you guys approach it? You know, Allison, I think attaching it to your screenwriting, you know, learning is mm-hmm. such an interesting way to dig into an episode. It helps your writing, but it also helps your watching. You know, mm-hmm. there is a difference between TV on in the background and actively watching it before a show. Um, how do you guys how, like talk to me about breaking down the episodes and what you do, what goes into it for an episode of the Superman and Lois tapes? I mean, for a lot of it, I mean, it comes down to like both Allison and I are writers. Um, and, and I mean, specifically like science fiction, fantasy novelists and stuff. Um, and then Bailey just knows everything about Superman. So um... <laughs> was is Bailey into Superman? It was hard to tell. Yeah. <laughs> 
I, I kind of keep it on the down low. Yeah. Um, ba- ba- Bailey is like I'm really is, subtle about it too. Yeah, yeah. Bailey is my 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 go to uh, like Superman expert. I'm pretty sure he's forgotten uh, more about Superman than yeah. like any of us will ever actually know. So, uh, and he hates it when I when I poke at him like that. So yeah, uh, he he is very very modest and shy. So, but yeah, no, I mean it's you know watching the episode like and i'm coming to it from having been a fan of like batman and superman for a long long time um and just kind of seeing what they're doing and seeing the twist they're putting on it from stories that i already know and then getting to hear like the deep nitty-gritty of like oh hey that was a cool easter egg i had no idea about but bailey will point it out to me and tell me why that's cool um sort of thing uh and then, and then Allison's screenwriting cred, and she's the smartest one out of all of us. Don't let her tell you differently. Um, <laughs> but it, it all came on. We, you know, we love Superman and Lois. We love fandom, and uh, you know, we're all very chill with each other. So yeah, that's so structuring an episode. I mean, I, mostly it's just kind of a you know, here is the long view, here is the in-depth view, and then we have our little segment things, which technically I think started out as a joke. Yeah. Yeah, and and (laughs) the thing is, is that for me, doing a podcast about something that is ongoing is weird for me, because when I started podcasting, I specifically chose things that are in the past. And I did that for two reasons. One, I did not want to have to spend every waking moment monitoring every comic hype site and trying to, you know, keep up with all of the new stuff. Uh, And two, I figured it created an evergreen show. Like you can listen to it when it comes out, you can listen to it 10 years from uh, then, and you might still get something out of it. And outside of maybe some weird like references that date it, you know, it, it could literally happen anytime. So this is terrifying to me uh, because I also get very busy in my real life. So sometimes editing a show kind of takes a backseat to that. But with this, I have this like, you got to get it out weekly. Um, but when we started, we didn't have a structure. And I did that on purpose because I didn't want, I wanted to see where the show was going to go. And it went and it basically evolved into what Bethany says, you know, everybody kind of talks about the show. Uh, I always uh, want them to go first uh, because I have a tendency to overwhelm uh, conversations and I don't like that I do that. Uh, And then when I'm talking about my stuff, I want them to chime in with what I'm talking about. uh, And it creates a like kind of a more balanced things. The, the segments just when, when I realized that we could have a segment, I'm like, great. The structure's the show. Uh, and the feedback is in a very important part of the show. Uh, we have like a handful of people that write in every week, uh, either through email or through comments. And I really want to get to them. Uh, and Bethany is desperately trying to get 20 iTunes reviews so that she can make me do a flow chart. Yes. Um, <laughs> yes. She's obsessed with this. But to answer your question, though, um, the day of the show, one of us, we always kind of wait each other out to see who's going to ask what time we're going to go or if we're going to go. And then it's just like, okay, there's a Facebook message and then it happens. So it's 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 not the most organized of of things, but it 
tends to work out in the end. <laughs> One requirement is that we've watched the episode before. Yeah, it helps. Yeah. <laughs> and when you do watch this episode, we have there's so many great characters on Superman mm-hmm. and Lois. And there's so many to love. But which is your favorite character? To be continued. <laughs> We are back from that interview. Um, Did I do better than Caitlin? I was going to say, I felt like Caitlin maybe lifted you up. Mm. You were a little better, but I think it's because Caitlin just supported you so much and brought so much to the interview. Ryan, my back hurts so bad. Does it? Does it good? How are your coattails feeling? My coattails? They're fucking blowing in the wind. Do you guys want to go back to singing songs about my new musical, The Little Merman? Yes. You got another hotline from it? What no, did right. you think? I'm the Goyle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he talks in the real accent. I love it. <laughs> it's the real. Um, I do want us to go, and we got to talk about more websites, you guys. Mike, can you tell me about some websites? Your pop. Nope. No. Dead to, us. dead to all of us. Oh, I'm sorry. It. Now we have to review The Walking Dead. I'm sorry. That's, no, what that's, that's not the Magneto. rules. <laughs> I'm sorry. 12 years of fucking muscle memory still in popfilter.co is where you should go to get everything we put out these days throw a little slash amazon on the tail end of that making popfilter.co slash amazon that's how you shop now while helping us out and sticking it to the man also go to patreon are you on a treadmill (laughs) sometimes you just forget to breathe (laughs) patreon.com slash your pop filter get all kinds of extra little tidbits and it helps us out even more directly and we love you for it those are the websites those are great <gasps> websites. Take another lap, Mike. Put two inhalers, one in each nostril. <laughs> uh, Ryan, <laughs> since you're not running, can you please tell me about the other shows? Yes, we have so many other shows, Cassie. And that one that we have is Movie of the Year, <laughs> where we are reviewing every mo- uh, movie year that has ever existed. And right now it's 1982. Pretty good year. It's a pretty good year. Uh, It has movies such as E.T., The Extraterrestrial. Ever heard of it? Mm, I've heard of Extra Testicle. Okay, you love that one. And Blade Runner, have you ever heard of it? Heard of it. And uh, Man on a Toilet, have you ever heard of it? Haven't heard of it. No, not a movie. Ah, trick question. Yeah, I busted (laughs) you. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking good one. Uh, movie of the year. Also, while you're on the internet, just carousing for a podcast, look up a Natural Twenties and subscribe to that. Download that. Stream that. Rate that. Review that. A Natural Twenties is a little show where a couple of uh, a couple or three people that I like to hang out with talk about what it's like uh, to have their twenties so far in the past that they can't even remember them. They're, they. Uh, it's a lot of sound. It's like a lot of sound effects of like creaking knees mm-hmm. and uh, taking pills and uh, finding their canes. Unnatural twenties. Fuck you, Ryan. We're also on social media. It's at your pop filter. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram. Be sure to follow us there. Uh, we also got an email. We don't nah. have an email. We, do, we email. buried the email. Do not email us. Um, what about phone number? We haven't figured out with the phone number. Like, Ryan's you know, is seven one four six four two. Release it. Um, but next week, you guys, we got a big episode because it is the CW finale week, which means we got the finale of The Flash and Superman and Lois. Ooh. As they're, it's gonna be saying goodbye to Superman and Lois. Um, also, Hero Gasm. So be sure to catch in or tune in for that episode. For Mike, I'm Ryan. For Ryan, I'm Mike. For Caitlin, I'm me. And for me, I'm me. Bye, everyone. Bye.